Grace and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, paying our respects to elders past, present and emerging, particularly the traditional owners of this land we now call Sydney, where we are recording today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Thank you, Lily. Blues have got the part for you That'll show you all that I need to got love and luck and lust and lovers Sit back, relax as we pull back the covers Beautiful people, hello and welcome back to Love Clues We are the two sisters who make up the band called Clues I am Grace Say a line. And I... Oh. Oh, okay. There's a line. <laughs> Come on. You can do Sorry. it. All right. And I am Lily. And we are back this week with a special guest in tow. You will recognise her actually iconic voice <laughs> from Mornings on Triple J. It is, of course, Lucy Smith. Oh! Welcome to the show, Lucy. <gasps> Were you doing the um, John Cena yeah. wrestling intro? Oh, no, you can't see me. That'll be the first of ten. Oh, my gosh. She can't resist. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway, this is our first episode with a guest. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's really exciting. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It's an honour. Thank you so much for having me. So basically, as you know, we're making a podcast that is about love and sex and dating and relationships or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the moral of the story here because Lily and I, as we've grown up, we've put an emphasis on trying to be more transparent with each other. We didn't, we weren't great at like talking about these kind of things together when we were growing up until we realized in recent years that to have deep relationships with people, especially like deep in your friendships and everything, you really need to open up to people. Yes. So we think it's really so important. We said. Thank you so much. But yeah, seriously, she's not a sharer. Me. Do you know she's what I mean? pointing at herself. Yeah. yeah. Lily really isn't. And uh, talking about bodies. But I am now. What do you think yeah. was the turning point? I don't know. I think I just realized I was like, you know what? We're all humans. We're all orbiting around this crazy little rock. Mm-hmm. The more you talk about stuff, the more other people feel like, oh, they're my experiences as well. And then I think I just like got over myself a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how you get older and like you're just like, oh, I'm not a weird teenager, awkward twenty, early twenty something. Yes, I'm like, it's and okay. You, you meet more people that have yeah. gone through things that you have as well, and you're like, you know what? We're all in the same boat. But I feel like we didn't even talk about when we we're outside in a perfect world if a microphone was in front of your face and but it wasn't related to your job like mm. what would you want to talk about because oh, that is the opportunity like, today are you a sharer or are you a... oh my god I am such an oversharer mm. you know yeah. to the point where and that's the thing I, I've always wondered you know is it part of my job and I think that's mm. why yeah, I'm in the exactly. role that I'm in because I'm like you know I just want people to feel like I'm on the level with them that if I give then they can give me a little bit back yeah, yeah totally, yeah. Mm. Um, totally. but definitely I am always the friend who people are like who are you dating? Are you seeing anyone? Yeah, Do you have yeah. any boy stories? Yeah, right. So I often have felt like this is a subject matter that I can, you know, have a bit of a bit of bit of gravitas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's so, so dope. Yeah. That's so true because okay, because like you, you're single. I'm the person in my friends group where all my friends who are in their like five year long relationships are like, oh, we're so boring. Like Lily, give me your goss. What single goss do you have? You know, like That's oh, it. I want to live vicariously through you. Mm. And I usually I'm not very good at like 
sharing what's been happening, but I'm getting better. Even now, even now I can tell in your body language. I'm trying. I'm like, but it's fun. It's actually so, I don't know. Once you start talking about it, you're like, this is fun. But also sometimes I think, and I've reached this point, sometimes it becomes not as fun. And I'm finding as I get older, and a lot of my friends are in this position as well, who are single and who have been single for a very long time, it gets to a point where you kind of, I don't feel like being the clown. I don't feel like being the one with the funny dating stories anymore. I'm like, why can't I have the security and the comfort that you have? Why can't I have the normalcy and the and the mundane shit that you have? I don't always want to be the girl that has the zany story about some crazy guy I met. When I've used dating apps, fast game's a good game when it comes to online dating. So I hate chat. I hate it. I hate mm. chatting. Well, how the was your day? Oh, yeah. No, I don't care because it makes me, it always makes me feel boring because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't do enough interesting stuff in my day to day that when someone's asking me every afternoon, how's your day? I'm like, Fine. It was good. What do you want me to say? I went to work like everybody else. That's it. So really I kind of almost have a bit of a timeline where if we're matching on a dating app, we're starting to chat, I want to be getting a drink in the first three to five days. Mm. Well, I was going to say you sort of do know straight away. Like imagine you're texting over a couple of days. If the humour just isn't landing or like none of the references are crossing over, Mm. the two worlds are just completely different. I feel like you sort of do know just in terms of you're like, you know what, like you're not clicking straight away. Right. Do you That's know what I mean? Right. If it's like it's like a hacky sack, and if no one's yeah. dropping the sack, we're <laughs> yeah. on here. You know, yeah, exactly. if it's just boom, 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 zingers, we're feeling it. Yeah. Then let's go get a drink. Yeah. And and oh, I dog. and I think sometimes it's one of the things that makes me most anxious in relationships too. Mm. Momentum. I love momentum. I love mm. to keep the momentum yes. up. So when it's in that early stage, I'm like, okay, let's go. Wait, are you like that in life as well? Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, with career, with oh maybe not so much friendship. Ships, they can run their course and they can do their thing. Yeah. But definitely with things where I there's a goal, you know. Yeah. So with some men I find, is it dating in Sydney? Is it modern dating? I'm mm. not sure. I found that I will go on dates with these men. And even recently I went on a date with a guy towards the end of last year and he talked at me until the second round of drinks. Mm. And like no questions no about questions, you. No questions, no nothing. Sometimes I'm happy to be the audience. When my job is to talk every day for three hours, I'm happy to just listen, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes I won't be that bullshit person on a date who's like, well, hang on, you haven't asked me anything about my. I'm like, oh, I'm happy to just chill. Mm. Anyway, so we get to the end of the second round and he says, oh, gosh, I've been talking about myself this whole time. Oh, we love a yeah. self-aware king. Okay. okay. I've been talking about my you're going to be eating words soon. Uh-oh. I've been talking about myself this whole time. Sorry, so what do you even do? You're in music journalism and I said, yeah, yeah, I work in radio. And he goes, oh, where do you work? And I said, oh, Triple J. He goes, oh, what? Like, oh, his eyes oh, like light your, up. Are you like famous or, <laughs> you know? And it was amazing watching the cogs turn in his head that he had been talking at someone for the better part of an hour. Yeah. And then, oh my goodness, it just kind of drops that, is this girl potentially famous? Like, is she potentially a person? Like, what's going on here? Now I feel like an idiot. Oh my God, I just really want to make it clear. I don't think I'm famous or anything. I'm also, I really you know, want to make it clear we think you're famous <laughs> <laughs> but it was just right reverted back to being about him and and how quickly that took it's like that penny dropping moment of okay this person could have value mm-hmm. realizing that but then that actually not even being powerful mm-hmm. enough to keep him from yeah. doing it no, himself and I think I find that that can just be a bit of a pattern 
pattern with, I don't know if it's just the guys that I'm dating, but it's just, I'm just this soundboard for whatever they want to talk about. Is it like guys not knowing how to process nerves or social anxiety and just talking, talking, talking? You know how some people, when they get nervous, instead of going quiet, they just try and fill the space? Mm. That's it. Is it that and them not knowing how to sort of balance a back and forth without there being silence? But that, yeah, that's, I'm not sure. that's really interesting because I feel like I can, I can do that in terms of if I'm meeting someone and I don't want things to be awkward, I'll keep the conversation going. But I do that by asking them questions and genuinely listening to what they're saying and then asking follow-up questions because that's how you have a productive conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's like, where did they miss? Yeah. Where did some people miss this very simple idea? But is it some people or is it guys? Because I only date guys Mm. And I, so I have nothing to compare it to, but it makes me feel like that's mm-hmm. the pattern a, that has emerged. Yeah. My yeah, good right. friend, Dr. Carl. <laughs> oh, please. Let's Let me pick Dr. up Carl. that name I just dropped. <gasps> but he said recently that a conversation should be like a game of tennis and not a game of golf. Oh, you know, you're not God. playing golf alongside mm. each other. It's a game of tennis. Yes. There needs to be a little bit of tit for tat. It's the hacky sack. Yeah, exactly. It's the hacky sack. Yes. Yeah. I had another question for you, mm. which is about luck. So this EP that we've just recorded is kind of the reason we're making this podcast as well, because all the themes in it are talking about love and luck and the interplay between those two things. Mm -hmm. And the narrative is very much based around the stage of life we're in, which is that Lily has been single forever. And until very recently, until last year, I was as well. And we were both in this boat of feeling like we were just completely happy on our own and didn't need anyone or any kind of romantic relationship like it just genuinely wasn't something that I even thought about and my friends would be saying to me it's a thing my girlfriends would be saying to me oh you know I just really want a boyfriend and I'd be like why Mm. what do you mean like I love just going for a walk in the park by myself like yes Mm. emotion relationship with myself let's go yeah do you feel that way and how big a part do you think luck has played in you being single so I saw a TikTok recently, which it was a woman talking into a mirror and basically talking to, and she said, you know, if you are someone who thinks that you're wifey, that you are wife material and you don't know why you haven't been snapped up yet, she said, it's the universe doing the work for you because the universe knows that you won't end it. You won't cut it. And that's mm. kind of the truth with me. I have seen different men and they have always been the one to end it, to ghost me, mm. to, you know, oh put my a... Gosh. Yeah, always kind of, yeah, put an end to it. Yeah. So, and and because I am, like I said, momentum, I'm Mm goal-oriented and I have a fear of failure. Of course I do. I've got a fear of failure. So I'm the type of person where I always want things to work out and I'm not a quitter Mm -hmm. and I like to give everything the best shot. So even though maybe someone's treating and I look back and I think, Fuck, they treated you like utter shit, mm. like total garbage. Oh but God. I have this thing in my head that's like, no, 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 I've got to keep working at it. Give it a oh go. Yep. Give no, it a chance. Like Put I the work in. Yep, it, it's gonna, it'll get better. It's just so wild to me because I knew in the moment that I was being treated like shit or that I deserved better. But it was almost like that fear of failure was worse than the fear of being in a shitty relationship. Oh, my God. So I, every single time it's them and <laughs> you have that thing where you turn around and you're like, no, I was going to end it with you. <laughs> I didn't like you. You yeah. were doing X, Y, Z. But And it's it can be a bit shit for your self-esteem because mm. you go, 
all these guys keep ghosting me or ending it with me, but I was the one who wanted to. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I kind of, I look back and I go, I'm glad that fate stepped in or they, they, these men had Mm -hmm. the common sense to kind of clock it where it did and end it because I wouldn't have. It's like you said before. No, I literally have goosebumps because (laughs) I relate to that so deeply. And actually no one's ever said it like that before. Yeah. Yes, because I feel like I have good self-confidence as a person Mm -hmm. and I've never been the type of person that needs to be in a relationship to feel fulfilled or to be happy because I'm like, you know what, I'm cool. Like I like myself. It's fine. You are But, yeah, when I do, like I feel like (laughs) when I talk to people or date people, like, I'm the one who's getting cut out or ghosted or like, yeah, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why that is and I think that's why. It is perseverance. You want to persevere and you want to give something a good go. Totally. And I also, <laughs> it's like that classic thing of telling your friends or your family about them and mm-hmm. getting a bit excited and mm-hmm. then Having it, that feeling of having to go back to them and then say, oh, how's that guy? Are you still talking to X, Y, Z? And you're like, no, I hate that. Okay, Especially as we get older because I'm turning 26 this year, right, Mm -hmm. and I feel like as I get older the stakes are getting higher because everyone around me is getting engaged Mm -hmm. and -and so-and-so's bought a house together and -and so-and-so have a dog together now. And the older I get, it's like, oh, like, are you dating somebody? Like, is it working out with that guy? And then the long it goes on I'm like no 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 yeah and everyone's like when like step on the gas okay so why are we all going through lives looking going through our lives looking for that person that we can introduce to our best friends instead of just being like you know what I'm just gonna live my life single the rest of my life and just fuck different people I don't care why doesn't that idea have the same value as the alternative which is to partner up with someone my whole life being single until last year I honestly was like I am gonna grow so old and so <laughs> happy and so alone by myself and it's going to be awesome because I just like I haven't met anyone so why why um I have a question why care about it go ahead but now that you're in love do you feel like I can't believe I ever thought that way my life's so much better now mm. I think over the past year it has been really amazing to see how quickly you change in terms of when I was single I would look at couples on the bus for example and just see them casually talking together about anything and just think, that is so amazing. They're not sitting up straighter than they should. They're not wearing really nice clothes. They're just casually out with somebody that they're in love with, having a completely normal, relaxed conversation that they're never going to remember. It's the tiny moments like that for me. Even just like, okay, being able to... It's too much. Don't. (laughs) Being able to just like sit in silence with someone and not have to feel the silence. You can just sit in silence with myself. (laughs) (laughs) But being able to do that with another person and be Mm. as comfortable as if you were alone Mm -hmm. or, you know, standing naked in front of somebody (laughs) and not feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Those tiny things. It's like, okay, in the matter of what, a few months, a couple of weeks, however long it took, I can't remember now. It's all a blur. Stop looking at me. All of those things and now I'm on the other side of it and I'm like I'm experiencing that now. Mm. But then bigger things haven't changed Mm -hmm. for me and that's probably just the stage of life I am. I'm 22. I don't Yeah, like whispering chickens, you know, knocking on heaven's door. Anyway, so that's me. And did it take much convincing for you to be in a relationship after Mm. you kind of had that thought process for so long? I think convincing is a really good word. And this is sometimes what I say to Lily, which is that 
when I first started dating people, the first step for me, because I didn't have that pressure or like the idea that I really wanted a boyfriend, like I didn't feel like I necessarily needed to experience that because I just genuinely didn't meet anyone that I really liked Mm -hmm. and wanted to spend that much or like develop a relationship with. The first step was to just go along with it and to just be like, you know what, this is something that I want to experience. So I'm just going to, I like spending time with this guy. So I'm just going to see where it goes. And then eventually it's like, oh, I really like spending time with him. Oh, I want to spend time with him all the time. Mm. And then it kind of just snowballed. But I do think that the first part of it was making the conscious decision to be like, this is something I want to experience. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then have you ever been in love before? No. Me neither. No. Never. Straight up no. And this is something that we were a little bit concerned about. Well, at least I was going into this process of chatting with you guys because listening to the first episode, our experiences are so similar, Lily and I. Mm. And I think right now as far as dating and relationships, I don't know. I'm definitely frustrated. I am. And I think it's because a lot of the messaging I see is work on yourself, love yourself, Mm. work on you and be the best version of you and even my favourite show in the world, RuPaul, says if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love someone else? Mm. I'm getting to the point now at 27 where if I continue loving on myself and working on myself at the rate that I am, no one is going to be good enough. And that is a genuine fear that I have. Because you can't grow with somebody and work through your flaws with them and grow stronger together because you're like, I've literally done it all myself. Well, my thing is I'm doing all this self-work that I haven't been able to do because I didn't have the money to or the to and now I'm finally sorting it out. So if I'm doing all of this self-work to better myself and my energy, why would I waste it on some fucko who can't even reply to a text, oh yeah. who can't even organise his time? Uh, why would I bother? And, I, you know, you can probably see right now it comes from this place like I get angry because I'm like, no, I am working on myself. So I guess the fear is that love yourself, work on yourself, be the best version of you. Well, if I keep doing that, I'm not going to lower my standards to be with someone who maybe is doing the same thing. I just think as well, whether you like it or not, in that first early stage of dating, you're performing. You are. Mm-hmm. And and people might say, no, but if you're really comfortable with someone, you should be able to be yourself. Yeah, you're being yourself, but you're being the best version of you mm-hmm. and you're being yeah. the like, eh, like the sexy, fun version like of you. Like you said, you're on, you're not that couple on the bus that's just slouching exactly. in there after work clothes. Like you're you are, on. you're being funny, you're being charming. Yeah. You're like, this is me. You're hacky sacking the yeah. shit yeah. out of it. You're just <laughs> flogging that tennis ball back and forth. Yeah. And when I have to it's do that three hours a day for the nation... Sometimes I don't feel like doing it for some guy who's going to tell me inevitably in two months' time that he's actually really emotionally unavailable mm, at the moment. Yeah. So I, I am kind of coming at dating from this place of, yeah, frustration where I'm just I'm like, well, what's the point? And do you know what? I think it's a really weird catch-22 because I definitely feel like I'm in the same boat where it's like, yes, I have spent a long part of my adult life now working on myself, liking myself. I think I'm a cool, confident person now. And I'm like, this is great. The messaging as well is like, okay, but, you know, if you want to find somebody you have to like keep your heart open to love and like yes. make an effort and it's like okay <laughs> but like the type of person that I want to find also would have been working on themselves and is confident and happy and doesn't you know need to cling to somebody to be in a relationship so it's like how do those two people then find each other if they're both confident and happy by themselves I know, you know I mean? and and even it's just like, that notion what? of what you said about being open to love yeah even though I'm very I'm working on myself and I'm the best version of me and I'm ready no I don't like when you said that I literally felt like I was closed I was yeah. like no <laughs> no She's closed for business. The flip side of that is I 
have, and I'm sure you would both be the same, I have so many friends who pretty much have never been single. Yes. Constantly in relationships. One boyfriend ends, you know, boom. Two weeks later, got a new guy, let's go. They date Mm -hmm. for two years, that ends, boom. And you know what? In my circles, that's more common than Lucy or me Mm, for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just have a lot more coupled up friends than single friends for some reason. And obviously that can be a strength, being in relationships and people thrive off building relationships with other people. I totally get it. But I I do have friends, they see being in relationships a weakness Mm -hmm. because they feel like they don't know how to be alone. Mm. But what would you say to them as to how to be happy alone? That's assuming that Lucy is happy alone. Like, are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah, Yeah. totally. (laughs) You know what? I didn't even need to ask if you were because it just exudes (laughs) out of you. No, but sometimes if you've been single for so long, like like my friend said to me, oh, my God, teach me, like, how do you be so confident and happy by yourself? And I'm like, yeah, I am happy by myself. But that doesn't mean that, like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I wish I just, like, had a life partner right now. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I think when you are the single friend and for so long your friends come to you who are in relationships and bitch about their relationship or their partner (laughs) you what they're going through I kind of go thank god I don't have to deal with oh that. my gosh so I, I am very content and really it's all I've ever known I think my advice to that person though would be to find things that are just for you almost selfishly mm. you know to a point of selfishness mm. you know if that's I want to go to and and I think sitting in discomfort Yes. And just feeling it out and just having to be uncomfortable is a big part of that. So go to a gym class or or just go for a walk or for a swim, something that's just for you. And get used to the feel of your own company. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy, you're actually healing me. Yeah. I'm not even broken and you're healing me somehow. (laughs) (gasps) That was beautiful. Yeah. That's that's really great advice that everybody should hear. You know what? Even if they're in relationships. Because you know what? You know how many people have come to me and said, oh, old mate's away for the week and I'm so stoked to have the bed to myself. Inject that energy into your newfound singledom, you know. Take that totally. and you can live with that now. Totally. You found freedom, full bed to yourself. So Which good. is just what we live mm. every day because I exactly. don't even know what it feels like to I don't compromise. Know any different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but good. at the same time, I've never had to I've never had to do that. I've never had mm. that experience. Mm. So it could be really fucking hard. Mm. Sitting in that discomfort of being alone as someone who's always been single. Imagine that as someone who's never never been without a yeah, relationship exactly. or a partner. Yeah. So I have a lot I have a lot of sympathy. Yeah, yeah. Has there been a time in your adolescence, coming of age, growing up, hood, that looking back you wish you'd done something differently or you look back and you see it so clearly now and you just would have done something differently? Does anything spring to mind? Oh, oh my God. Yes, so much. I think, you know, and going back to what I said earlier, re-working at relationships and hanging on and it can, you know, I, I think just letting go can sometimes be a very powerful thing and I wish I wouldn't beat myself up so much because I think I, I, I saw that failure as it being my fault and that's why I clung on so much, you know. I mm-hmm. think just that notion of letting go, if it isn't serving you, let it the fuck go and also just thinking about the advice that I would give to my friends. Mm. If, if, I, if I took some of those situations and if a friend said them to me, I'd be like, done him get rid of him don't text him back what are you doing but when it came to myself it was no no no. I need to work at this because (gasps) oh my god I you know I I want results and I want to 
Yeah, so I guess my advice would be to be kinder to myself, to know when to let things go and to not feel guilty about that or bad about it or see it as a reflection of myself. Mm. And, yeah, just don't fucking wait around for him. When he says he's going to go to the beach with you and that he's going to give you a call, don't sit on your bed doing Sudokus for four hours waiting for him to call you back. Mm. Oh, that, he's not gonna that, do that hits me. Yeah. <laughs> That's me deep. Is that too Sitting, real? Sitting, yeah. I know. Oh, my I sat on my bed for four hours waiting yeah. for some guy. Oh, this is a true story. You're like dressed and ready to go. Yeah. I, was, I, I had my togs oh. on. I had my towel. Like yeah. I'm ready to go. I'd put on you like a light beach bit goggles. Of, yep, yeah. a light bit of makeup, but not too much because yeah. I didn't want it to run. Yeah. Yeah. But I waited for this guy for four hours in my room, mm. literally doing Sudokus, <laughs> and he never showed up. Yeah. And then I called him and I said, well, we're not going to go to the beach. And he's oh, oh, I just got out of work. Like I want to go back uh, in time and just slap myself and say, "Stop yeah, it! Yeah, live your Stop life. Waiting don't, for him. Yeah, don't wait yeah. for anybody else. Because it's such a fine line between people who want to hang out with you will make an effort to hang out with no, you, no. and then you making an effort to hang out with people. It yeah, I never know when to call it and cut it away, or when to like. We're all grown women and men and people. We're not playing games. Mm-hmm. It's not two thousand and eight. You know what I mean? It's oh, like two thousand and. If you want to hang out, you're gonna hang out. I actually have a piece of advice for my younger self. Genuinely, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the other one wasn't genuine. No, 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 this is genuine. <laughs> Particularly from maybe 19 onwards. Mm. You can and are allowed to sever online relationships. We live in a digital world and you just kind of go, oh, if I block him on Instagram, like that's too much. I don't want to look desperate. I don't want to look like I'm hurt. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. The thing is he's not thinking about it. He doesn't give a he fuck. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> the amount of time I've wasted hanging on to these relationships for, I don't know, maybe the promise that he was going to slide back into my inbox or something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The amount of time that I wasted looking at profiles, looking at the follower count go up, looking at the girls who'd lacked the pics for what? That mm. added nothing, that benefited nothing, mm. served nothing. And f- so much of it was that I wanted to look like the chill girl. I wanted to be the girl who didn't care. Mm-hmm. No, sever the online relationship, block him, delete him, do what you got to do. So mm-hmm. I think just remove that temptation yeah. because you move on so much quicker. Yeah. Nobody cares. Just cut it away. Get something real, girl. That's it. And <laughs> so if weird. I put half as much energy into, I don't know, my fucking finances yes. <laughs> or Bitcoin, I don't know. I'd be rich, but I'm I'm here. I'm me. And I feel like you are just the slightly evolved version of me. I look at you and I'm like, that's who I want to be. <gasps> you're like, so, you know what? You're actually really oh, matching two God. black turtlenecks. We are. It's just that yeah, Lucy I'm has a little one, you know? Lucy when you has say, a bigger gold chain. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that, that, exactly. And I'm like, that's who I can yeah. be. Like, I can get there. You when know you say I mean? evolve, do you mean in my viewpoint of relationships? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Don't you think? I don't know. You're just so wise. <laughs> In what way do you think you're not as evolved as Lucy? Let's get real. I No, I just feel like I've come late to the party in terms of trying to figure out what's going on, trying to figure out my relationship with myself, my relationship with other people. When we got to doing the work, I'm like, okay, we're starting to really, we're starting to really do the work now. Something that I have expressed before that you did in the first episode, which I went, oh, mm. I often wonder when I meet someone and I say, I've never been in a long-term relationship before, is that a red flag? 
flag. Yeah. I wonder mm. if it's a red flag genuinely. Because would it be, I don't know if it would be a red flag to me. Mm. Be, like if I met a guy and they were like, I've never been in a long-term relationship before, mm. I'd probably be like, oh my God, well, neither have I. So like, what, why, mm. how is this going to work? I even had someone the other day say to me, oh, you know, he's just, he's never had a girlfriend, so he just doesn't know how to act X, Y, Z. We're like 25, 27 now. Like I'm going on dates with people genuinely who are like 30. Like it's not weird, mm. it's normal. And it's a lot less common for a 31-year-old man to have never had a girlfriend before yes. than like a 25-year-old woman who's never had a boyfriend. The echelon of people that I feel like I'm seeing, they've had very much a lifetime of experience of dating people and figuring out how to be in relationships and making mistakes with people and growing in that way. And what they like and, and, I and what they don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that, and it makes me self-conscious of like, I don't even know what this feels like. Totally. Like, Honestly, every conversation that we have like this with people, we get better about talking about these yes. things. Yes. And it's not something that's come naturally to us. I, like when we were growing up, we were not the girls that were talking about periods and talking about who who would be sleeping with and blah, 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 blah. So it's like, okay, we're all just on this big crazy world. Let's just talk about it, get it out in the open and make it easier for everybody else. Yes. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Lucy, thank you so much for coming on board for this. We think you're so amazing. We think you're so fabulous. And we're so honoured that you are guest one of the Love Clues podcast. First cab off the rank. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me on. I love chats like this and I'm so glad you're both. It feels good, hey, like in your heart. This is the reason that we did this podcast because I'm literally like, like I'm not even kidding. I've never had someone speak back to me what I sort of feel like I know in my heart but I've never articulated before yeah like genuinely yeah you know what I mean it's just wild Mm -hmm. I love ZDNM I'm so glad I got to do it with you guys on the mic Mm. and congratulations on the new EP as well thank you fabulous ride the wave yeah let's be open let's crack open our chest yeah let's go (gasps) but seriously, seriously thank you so much Lucy Smith you're amazing you're a star baby and don't you ever forget it thank you and that's a wrap. And we're back. Yeah. You can't see me. My time yeah. is now. Yeah. It's a turn. Boy, I'm shining now. Woo, it's my favorite song. <laughs>